0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode twenty-five of the Messy Truths podcast. This is wow, Mar. Look at us! Yes, yes, twenty-five. This is Mar. I'm coming to you from Montreal. Middle
1: child from Kanakahage, getting ready to play this game
2: today, and going down south. Azar from New York City, and I am ready for a game. Believe me, today. At this point of the week, let's just play. That's all I want to do. Totally
0: <laughs> ready. Totally, totally let's ready. Let's just play. All right. So it is episode 25. And now that we have wrapped up our love month, we are going into another games edition of the Messy Truths podcast. So Nisha is pretty much taking the helm on this one. And she's got some pretty titillating questions for us. Don't you, Dr. Jane? <laughs>
1: i do i do i do uh shout out to oz and mar who are always holding me down in my episode of nisha's always busy and opens up her (laughs) what's up to these wonderful messages from the ladies so welcome back viewers we're on episode 25 you know i love the games especially when we had our host um our guest charlene on and she mentioned about you know, using games to spice up your life. I love them. I think I'm just a nosy bitch. I think that's what it is. So (laughs) I love the games. But I, uh, but I have to say, I have another person who's a fan of the games. And that's my G mom, my nanny, she loves the games. So I'm like, Oh, my God, this is wonderful. Last time we spent my birthday together. She's like, well, sweetie, you're gonna bring the games, right? Oh, yes, Nanny, I'm bringing the games. So we have a new game that I ordered during the holidays, and it is called Pluster, Turn Off Conversational Autopilot. So the description says, you've just picked up a game that inspires hilarious stories, sparks insightful moments, and deepens friendships. While you play, close friends reveal things they never have before, And strangers start to feel like they've known each other forever. There are a hundred thought-provoking questions. Wow. I don't know about revealing things that we've never said before on air, but, you know, who knows? Fuck it. We'll try it.
0: Let's do it. I'm here for it. You mean we're already not revealing too much as it is? Oh,
1: my God. I know. Oh, my god, It's
2: cringeworthy sometimes (laughs) when I listen to us and I'm like did
0: I just say that? Or did Nisha just say that? I do a lot of did Nisha just say that. I do that every episode. Every episode. (laughs)
1: To be fair, listeners, I think it has to do with my restrictive teacher personality. And then when I come on Messy Truth, I can just just let it all out. out. Yeah, it's like when you unbutton your pants after you had a good meal. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. So. Taking
2: taking the bra
0: off when you get home. Exactly. exactly.
1: We still wear bras, I guess we do. I'm
2: so, but I'm so glad that this show has that effect on you, Nisha. Because I know. yes, this is a safe place. Even though thousands <laughs> and millions of people
1: will hot. eventually be listening, it's to safe to us. <laughs> no, but seriously, listeners, if you know me and that my everyday Clark Kent life. I'm very well put together and I never (laughs) say the wrong things. And I'm always correct and diplomatic and blah, blah, blah. blah, And then I come on messy truth and I'm a whole fucking mess, but I love it. We all get
0: flustered.
1: Exactly. Actually, Angela Davis once told me it is very necessary to sit in your discomfort. So Mm. I really, uh, shout out to, to dr davis very, deep, very who, deep who i admire because i feel like i live her life path a bit but the first question on my deck is and i i i laugh because i get to see the questions before they do listeners what mistake do you keep making again and again and again and again
2: are you gonna go first <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
1: I'll start. I'll help That's you out. All right, the okay, mistake okay. I made again and again and motherfucking again was dating the same dude in different versions. Oh my mm. god. I was dating like the un- the emotional unavailable dude for years again and again. They just came in different packages. They just came in different packages.
2: Can I just tell you, I actually my mistake is actually very similar, except I dated different versions of the same dude. As in, (laughs) it wasn't different dudes, same dude. You were dating his (laughs) personality. Nah, he just kept presenting himself in a in a new light, and I was like, well, maybe this time it'll work, and maybe this time it'll work, and maybe this time it'll
1: work. (laughs) That just means you're optimistic, or. We're stupid. Both of us.
2: Stupid. I'll go with the latter.
1: Doesn't Maya Angelou say the first time someone shows you who they are, believe them,
2: believe them, oh girl, God. Oh believe Lord. them.
1: Oh, Lord. So Mar viewers want to yeah, know what's um, the dumb mistake.
0: So lately I've been, I've been trying to practice treat others the way that they treat me. Um,
1: oh, we know from the phone episode.
0: Yeah. We heard all about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, it's a new thing for me. I've only adopted this within like the last year and a half. And I'm still struggling with it where, you know, someone, um, you know, gives me like 50%. I'm still giving them like 70 or 80% instead of giving them 50% or less, because you're basically telling me that you can only extend yourself this far with me. And I don't learn that. Hello, this person is telling you who they are. You got to listen, you know? So I keep making that mistake, but I am getting better. I am getting very, very good at changing this behavior. So self-control. So So, treat people
1: like shit or treat people good and stop dating dumb dudes. Okay. So that's the mistakes we keep making over and Mm -hmm. over. I have to Mm -hmm. say, I do think I have officially broken the cycle in my husband. Because I decided to date and marry my mother in male form. So,
2: (laughs) yeah. Oh, there's no going
1: wrong. Uh, No going wrong
2: there. Most
1: folks, most people marry some characteristic of their parent. I just happen to marry the loyal version of, my, like, the loyal quality of my mother.
2: Hmm, So
1: uh, that's what I like. And shout Shout out out to Mr. Z. Who is in Nihal enjoying himself? I know. Someone is lonely, listeners. Someone is lonely. But I'm okay. I'm not looking for sliding in the DMs. All right. Funny question. This one is funny. What is the worst gift you've ever received?
2: Yo, I can answer this off the bat. (laughs) I got this one. This one stayed with me. This was another traumatic moment for me. It was when my ex-boyfriend had nothing for me for my, like, I think it was my 25th birthday or something. And he went to the fucking gym down the street from his house and bought me a tank top from the gym. Oh. the tank top from the gym that was two doors down from his house was his birthday gift for me a birthday that he had plenty of time to prepare but unfortunately <laughs> he was preparing the birthday which was the exact same birthday of mine of his new, unbeknownst to me girlfriend who was five years younger than me but shared the same birthday we've had this conversation oh before my but wow. that God. was the most disrespectful Bro, gift
0: I've ever just received a, so, so Fuck disrespectful
2: that.
1: Mm-mm. Fuck, P-O-S, that gym. Yucky, right? P-O-S. fuck that tank top fuck that gym <laughs> you should I, you take know, that I love
0: tank ba- top and wipe <sighs> your backside with it when you yeah. go to the I don't bathroom know what i did with that tank top it's burned oh somewhere my God. it's gone terrible it's not here mar uh i i'm not gonna go into too much detail because i don't want to get too messy and have family members hate me Um, but I, once, when I was a kid, I received a Christmas gift that I thought was from my mother, but it was, it was, it was from my mother actually. But I, I was under the impression that it was this family member that gave it to me and she didn't correct me (laughs) when I said, thank you. Uh,
1: Oh, yeah. She's foul. Yeah. That's very foul. foul. I won't say nothing because that's your family. Though. And I'm a
0: okay. kid. I w- I was a kid at this point too, not yet returned mm-hmm. to live with my mother. By the way, so yeah, oh, not cool. No. If we had not a sound cool effect like
1: all. a you know like a biggie kick in the door, get the fuck out of here! <laughs>
2: <shit>. <laughs> fuck out of here! Yeah.
1: So I had I have not the worst, but the cringiest gift. So again, everyone knows I'm a high school teacher. I'm also a female high school teacher and i had a student give me a l- nightgown a male student give me stop. a nightgown uh <laughs> not Uh-oh. once every year what
2: stop stop it i tell stop.
1: you yo uh, like one of, the those, mother? One, uh, one of those one of those silky nightgowns
0: that are strapped no. yes yes you, yes you mean like with the thin straps it's yeah, all nicely not, no, wasn't, it wasn't
1: too thick the point is no child should be giving their teacher <laughs> a nightgown male female non-binary they them z oh in my the middle. gosh don't give teachers nightgowns we only want gift cards and alcohol that's all we want that's to me with. too oh in the God. making seriously so I, at one point i was like the first year i was like huh And then I got five nightgowns, right? And then eventually (laughs) I was like, yo, what is this? And then I realized it was coming from the student's grandmother.
2: Oh, okay. But all I'm hearing in my head is with a nightgown for a teacher because I knew I'd get a kiss. I always got mad. Except it's an apple. But for some reason, the far side (laughs) is in my head.
0: no. I oh, thought it was from grandma oh. i mean
2: grandmas grandmas send those kind of gifts
0: i know but do. grandmas don't know gifts well i all.
1: realized that that while the student was giving to me the student was equally as awkward as i was receiving it because i was like and they <laughs> come a-. in different you colors for both of us <laughs> yeah anyways that was the cringiest so this is a confession moment question what's the first thing you ever stole
0: First thing I ever stole. Probably money. Probably some change.
2: Yeah. I, I stole an eraser. I remember. It was. It felt so bad after the fact. But, like, I did it. I stole an eraser from, like, a little store in Dubai.
1: <laughs> Shout out to that <laughs> store. Sorry, yo. Sorry. I think I'm with Mar. My mother uh, is a deep sleeper. And I think my brothers and I used to snatch her change her change What? while she was oh, sleeping. Her change. Her change. I thought you said her change. Now, oh, my I realize
0: God. I'm still you tired. You know how you have a family members got like the loose change or whatever yeah. they got. Like, oh, at that, that time is- there were like smaller bills.
1: You take the quarter okay. and you slip it and you make sure like you make it seem like the pile was never touched. But my <laughs> mom got smart, man. She used to start sleeping with her money underneath her pillow and shit. So <laughs> <laughs> she was like y'all are Hello getting the
0: perfectly I mean, warranted team of thieves. yeah
1: y'all are not getting me <laughs> in my sleep she used to tell us too my mother used to also make us do these like not me because i was the good kid my mom used to make my brothers do these fucked up things like If they wanted money, she would be like, okay, you had to like rub her toes. Oh my God. My brother hated this (laughs) shit. It was so funny. That was probably the best gift I ever got was watching them.
2: The warden. Mm -hmm.
1: The warden. All right. So this is another confessional one. If you were to have sex with someone famous or otherwise, who is not of the gender of your sexual preference, who would it be? that's why you get oh that's easy rihanna
0: but she's knocked up right now so i can't have her
1: doesn't mean that she can't get it
0: Mm -mm. oh she can get it all day every day if i were of that persuasion but for me it would be (laughs) Um... it would be rihanna oh no or or jody turner smith do you guys know who that is no come on we have to look i don't know who's jody smith Jodie turner smith uh she is up, the actress that was in um oh what was that movie uh queen and slim oh okay she's a, I got she's you. a british I got you. actress she's married to who's that white dude oh, she's from Dawson's creek uh
1: yeah. which one the, um Joshua, oh, yeah. Joshua, Joshua, yeah,
0: what's his name there? I Joshua Jackson. Yes, Joshua that's ja- it.
1: Look at Joshua Jackson getting chocolate. Jodie oh, Turner gorgeous. is
0: absolutely stunning. She is so stunning. Okay. Okay. I saw her in um also in like a, a remake of uh Anne Boleyn. Um, okay. You know, old middle age Shakespearean royalty sort of story. If anyone knows the Bolin sisters, they'll know who that is. But anyway, it was a remake with her in it. Very inclusive, more racialized version of Anne Bolin. And um, she's super dope. I just love her. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. And yeah, she'd she'd be my number two after Rihanna. Oz? I don't know. I'm still thinking
2: about this one. Do you have one, Nish?
1: Oh, I do. I have two. I've had two girl crushes from time one is nia long yo i think nia oh, long is okay. so yeah. dope she's and so awesome she is she's very beautiful actually mm-hmm. i have three which is making me question myself now there uh, i like nia long no. a lot santa Lathen. oh she's another one i think oh, is super yeah, dope really and regina hall
0: Oh, I love Regina Hall. She's best friends with Sinai Lathan, right?
1: Yeah, I I think Regina Hall, she's a very under, she's a very good actress and she doesn't get enough props as she deserves.
0: Yeah, I agree. She's super dope.
1: But Nia Long has always been my little girl crush. I'm always like, oh, you're cute. I like you. You're cute. I've always thought she was cute.
2: I mean, guys, this is really hard for me to position it that way. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of really beautiful women, but I think I would go for Megan Thee Stallion because I love her personality, and I think she's really beautiful. Um, and I've always thought that Scarlett Johansson was really, really beautiful. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. So that that's my two.
1: <clears throat> okay, so this is more of a serious question, and I might have to go first because you may need to reflect. What do you want?
0: I'm so glad you... I didn't eat edibles before the show. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, speaking of which, maybe I need to pop one of those before the play. All right. Okay.
0: All right. right. Let's. Get what done. do
1: you want to be your legacy?
0: Matt, I that's told a you. really serious question. My goodness. Hey,
1: it's a fluster. It's a fluster question.
0: I'm going to mute myself here. For. <laughs> <laughs> Wow,
2: way to put me on the spot there, Mark. That's what I said. You answer. That's what what I said. I might have to start.
1: I think um, if I had to decide, I I had to think about this recently because I don't know because I'm a teacher and I think this is the shit we think about. But um, if I had to be my legacy, it would be that I always was down to make sure that folks got their rights or like, like always. Always. I can see it. Yeah. And I was always, like, I I always went above and beyond. I think that's what it is. I always went above and beyond.
2: I think for me, it would be my attachment to music and impacting people with music. It's not my own music, but it's, you know, bringing music into people's lives in whichever way. So, like, if people think back and they'll be like, oh, yeah, Azar introduced me to that, or Azar connected me with so-and-so, or Azar, some kind of musical Mm. impact, But also, I really want to go down being a good and selfless mom. Like for me, motherhood has taken over in a way. And I just really just give my entirety to my kids. And I would love for them to acknowledge and remember that. And for other people to also see that, see that kind of love and passion that i have towards my children and i want Mm -hmm. them to be an example of what i have nurtured them with you know Mm
0: -hmm. yeah all right mar i would say on a personal level i would want people to remember at least feel like i made them feel loved you know Mm -hmm. i hope that i've embodied that um you know like that's usually the first thing biblically that, you know, Jesus calls for is for people to love one another more to that's like the first thing it's like the ultimate thing before everything else. And that's why I really feel like that is just it's a very simple rule is to really love other people. And yeah, it's hard to sometimes some of y'all make it real hard, like real <laughs> difficult. Let me tell you, I struggle sometimes. Oh, I hear but, that the Lord is working on me. He's really working on me and I'm trying my best. I really am. But I hope that my family, my friends, um, people, I'm good. I feel loved by you and whatnot. Yeah. I always, I always try to try to, um, express that, you know, in whatever way it's not, it's not always a love that says, Hey, let's shag, you know, that's not it at all. (laughs) It's just, I want people to know, even when nobody else is is fucking with you, I am. You know, yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of that. Lo- I, lo- I that.
1: I actually think the three of us have that in common. That loyalty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that loyalty, loyalty bond.
0: Yeah, on a professional level, I would say, um, I I want it's sort of it's basically the same thing like you was. I want my writing to be. Mm. You know, the game changer, the changer in people's lives, I would hope that they've read something that I wrote. And as a result, maybe their lives have been changed, or they thought differently about something, maybe they looked at something related to like black history that I've written, and maybe they have been educated in some way. That's what I hope that, you know, Mm. I am leaving behind on a professional level. And not done yet. Still doing the writing. Just hope you, you know, got this. I can right. I can get out there in front of more eyeballs.
1: I didn't even think about separating. I think because that the two of them are so intertwined for me, the personal mm-hmm. and professional. But I, I definitely feel loved, Mar, and I definitely think you're a dope that's mom. Right. And you introduced me to musical prison people. So Oz, we're good. <laughs> we're good.
0: <laughs> Why you gotta be prison people? Because that's
1: the one when people. I think of Cipher. I think about the Byrds' hum. The bio rhythm hum, hum the prison base and the prison base. Like I'm like and Medina Green. I can't there even cry. Oh, yes, Medina Green. Yes, I can't even cry. Okay, so if you were thinking of breaking up with a partner, who would you talk about it with?
2: Oh, I have. I'm off. Like I know off the rip. I have a really good friend. Her name is Cat, mm. and she literally is my my sounding board for everything, especially relationship-wise. I mean, that's just the relationship that I have with her. She knows the intimate details of anybody I've ever been with, I guess. Well, anybody I've been with since I've been friends with her. And Mm. she seems to have a very open ear and lots of time for that Mm. kind of stuff for me. (laughs) So that's, that's, that's my go-to with relationships
1: oh i I, cool. I should have mentioned and she also sends uber so kat if you're listening i'm like yo send a girl some uber like what's up
0: yeah some lasagna in an uber that's my yeah. girl yo. Kat, i meant to Kat's a g that's a g mm-hmm. i've learned to love Koi restaurant because of her oh okay Remember i don't she think dup- i've ever she met dup- her me up she hooked me up in getting a, a reservation that's right. there through that's you. That's
2: right. Yeah? I remember. And you know what else? She took me on vacation, girls. Not too many people. Mm. Not too many of your home girls. She straight up took me to Tulum, Mexico. That's
0: just, that's a proper friend. That
2: is a
1: proper yeah. friend. We're, we're, I'm, I'm looking for that friend. No, I'll just <laughs> say. But I forgot to tell the listeners that the cards actually have exclamation marks, meaning the more exclamation marks there are, the more flustered you are. So um, the sex one with the famous people has three, meaning it's meant to mega fluster you. But shout out to Kat. Um, Honestly, it's really weird. Like, I would talk to the person who's least removed from the situation and me and my husband. Because least remove, least remove. You want a more least.
0: objective point of view, yeah. Thank
1: you, Oz. I again, I'm not thinking listeners, I've been up since 4 30.
0: It's all good, but, don't worry about okay. it. But
1: the it's most okay. removed, I, the, the, like in my life, my friends are like concentric circles and they're all close, but it's just different degrees of closeness. And I would want the person that I could be the most honest with, and believe it or not, that's outer the circle.
2: And mm, it, that makes sense.
1: It's weird, right? Because you would think I would talk to the person that I'm the closest to. But I feel if, if listeners, you've been listening to the show, I don't like to journal. I don't like to record my thoughts. Fuck that shit. Because I don't like the judgment. And the person who's closest to you has the most, the no, the highest ability of judging you. So I choose somebody further away in distance. So, it makes sense.
2: It's. It's, it's kind of like a protective kind of yeah. way to deal with it.
1: And, it's, and also somebody who's not too close to the situation to both of us as a couple, right? So I would probably talk to Ben. So Ben, oh, Charlie Brown, I love you, Ben. Shout out to Ben. Ben and I met, oh my God, I'm 44 now. Oh my God, 25 years ago in San Diego. And he was in the military and we have been really good friends. He is a poet. He's originally from New York and now he lives in uh, North Carolina and we just talk shit, but we talk a lot. Like when we're trying to deconstruct things, we're each other's concentric circle. So I would definitely Mm -hmm. talk to Charlie Brown. I call him Charlie Brown. We definitely talk to Ben and he's one of the few people who as a male, when I'm going back to my polyamorous self, <laughs> we've been friends for 25 years since I was 19. Like this dude disappeared, and I like I like investigated to find him. I was like, "Where's Charlie Brown? I haven't heard from him." And he was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you went looking for me." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so uh, that I would talk to Ben. What about you, Mar?
0: Um, it depends uh i go to for every kind of life advice i usually go to my adoptive mom my ex's Mm. mother because she's been my my ride or die since i was since i lost my mom my biological mother uh and so i really count on her advice to kind of guide me through life like she has always been doing for quite some time Um, But at the same time, it really depends on how well she knows my partner, the person that I'm with, Mm. because if she really likes you, she rides for you to a fault, Mm. even with all of the mistakes. And I'm not sure I want someone to be counseling me on that when Mm. it's very clear, like you need to have more of an objective point of view on the situation. (laughs) So, you can really understand, like both sides and think of it without your heart as opposed to you know, yeah, uh, you know, being much more logical. Um and then I would also say that if she's not available, then I have a bestie, my best friend Hong from high school, uh, who I've known since I was fourteen years of age. Um, she's, she's the person I would go to with, uh, with, with my dirty deeds and lies mm-hmm. and everything. She knows where the bodies are buried. She knows. Oh
1: gosh. Oh gosh. There's <laughs> some
0: Ozark shit going on here. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Well, let's shift it to something a little less, uh, serious and a little bit fluffy and nice and lovely Let me
0: just say that if, Either of those two women are not available, you know, it's you two that I'm going to after that, right? Oh, yeah. no doubt. As yeah. long as we and don't the record radio it.
2: Show. I mean the podcast. No, yes. no, no,
0: we ain't talking about that shit. No, not in the no. podcast, obviously.
2: I Listen, have. as long as you
1: don't record and take notes and put it in a song,
0: we're it's good. It's before the record button is pressed.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So actually this one will you, you both will love this question. If you had to choose one quality of the person to your right to be your own, what would it be? So let me help you out there. If I had to choose a quality of Mars to be mine, what would it be? Mar, what would you choose of Oz? And Oz, what would you choose of me? Because that's, that's my right. So we're going with my right.
0: A quality, a personal quality?
1: A personal quality, yes. So I get, I have to start because I'm going right, right? So if I had to choose a quality of Mars that I would take in and integrate into my personality, it would be hands down, Mars has the ability to be emotional and objective simultaneously. It's, it's uncanny. Like I can be emotional and, and objective, but I'm going to burn some shit before I get to objective. (laughs) Like I, I, and this is the hence why I don't talk to many people and don't like to record my thoughts and stuff because it can get dark. Like I talk about how to like strip skin off. I really get upset. I, I have a temper. I can get very upset. You feel away.
2: Yeah, I
1: definitely feel away. I'll be burning clothes and shit, like waiting to exhale. But I think when I talk to Mar, Mar, you have such a way of channeling the anger in, in a way that makes sense and it's articulated. The balance of the Libra. It's some Libra uh, shit
0: right there, yeah.
1: Because when I'm super fired and passion, like listeners, you could talk to Mar and Mar could just recenter that shit. She'd be like, boom. <laughs> Like, it's
0: like, I remember the first time I met Mr. Z. Remember, we all uh, are both of our partners. We had like a double date. And they and, actually uh, like
1: each other quite a bit. Yeah,
0: they really do. It's like a bromance erupted there. Yeah. Um. And I remember he said to you, he was like, calm down. And I'm <laughs> that's that's how I am. It's like before you go and like, you know, don't get a felony. Just relax <laughs> and let's yeah. just like talk and think things through. Let's just, let's just hear everything out. You're right. That's, that is exactly how I am. You yeah. Know, the voice of reason. Yeah. But I like uh, it. I
1: like it. So let's I pick up Oz's. Her. Thank
0: you. If I could take a personality trait of Oz, it would be her like just amazing ability to just weave through so many different personalities and be like the connector that she is. Mm. I feel like you really do help a lot of people in your industry and just in general. And you just do it like selflessly and so easily. And I'm the type of person where I hold back because I, it takes me a while to get to know people. I don't open up right away. Um, I'm not saying you do, cause I know you do have a, a bit of a barrier, but It's certainly not as high as mine at all. And you just have this uncanny ability to just like weave through uh, different relationships. You know where to put people in different pockets and different compartments Mm -hmm. and areas. And you keep them at a distance or you keep them close. And you just know how to really work room and and connect with people on a professional level like that i, I highly admire and you just go about doing shit like mm. the stuff that i saw you do with uh day by day i was like thoroughly impressed with your stint at that company because i was just like she's totally rocking it over there totally rocking mm. it. Ew. i know I it was like a that. difficult period but you really you held it down you really did that's what Thank I you, girl.
2: I appreciate that Aww. so, so much. So, so much. I love it. Um, And for me, if I could take something from Nisha, it's the fact that she takes absolutely no shit from nobody. <laughs> really? I mean, I thought I was good at kind of like, you know, avoiding what, but... There is no question that Nisha will not take your shit and I wish I had that you know that if I embodied that and I would exude the I am taking no shit from you <laughs> feeling mm-hmm. that 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 Nisha that Nisha has I, I didn't I realize I had that. that Oh you Oh yes you do You <laughs> <laughs> definitely do In the pocket in the bag uh, you
0: have it
1: Well that comes from my it. mama
0: there you go. At least you stand on something because there's some people who stand on all stuff, but then they get a little flaky and turn differently, you know, in another yeah. setting. You're Not pretty consistently girl. 100 it's, all it the is time. Oh, I appreciate that. It ladies. is admirable. Yeah. The,
2: it's it it's powerful. It's strong. And no faking yeah. jacks.
0: Nope. No faking jacks at all. <laughs> I could use it. It's a funny. I, I,
1: I don't think any of us, including our listeners, take the time to realize th- the great things about one another, like mm-hmm. not about someone else, about yourself, because I realize I, I don't sit down and think about like, you know, you, I have new clients and they say, well, what are the things that you can bring to the table? And in my head, I'm like, I don't have time to think about that question. Got work to do, but we don't take enough time to honor our personalities and and what we do. So Mm -hmm. thank you for saying that, ladies.
2: Thank you. Now moving
1: on to scary questions because it has three exclamation marks. What do you think is the scariest aspect of dying? Oh God! I have to say right off the bat, listeners, this card has totally provoked high level anxiety in me. It's the one thing that I am massively anxious about it um, and I think it got triggered or it it got it created when my aunts died about thirteen months apart. Mm. and I really developed like a massive, massive anxiety around it. Like I wasn't sleeping well at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart, like my, I actually gave myself tachycardia where I had a fast heart rate and I really had to incorporate breathing mechanisms in mm-hmm. because uh, losing these two women in a short amount of time, just- That's a lot. Oof. That is just, a lot it, it, yeah.
0: of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It it really
1: it shifted everything. It shifted Mm -hmm. a lot. So what's the scariest aspect of dying?
0: The scariest aspect of dying, I would say for me, especially as someone who is now past the 40-year-old hump, is not getting everything done that I wish Mm. to do. You know, time is so finite right now, and this is why I'm very selective about where I'm spending my energy and who I'm spending my energy with and on. Um, it's just, you know, things change overnight. We've seen, we're seeing it happen. Like Russia's invading the Ukraine oh God. right now. I, I didn't even want to talk about no, that because so I don't that want makes to either, but I'm just saying that you really don't know what can happen yeah. tomorrow. And so I'm very conscious of how I spend my time. Um, cause we have yeah. a lot of people think like, oh, it's, you know, time is money. No, no, no. <laughs> and it's it's not even about money. It's about the value of how much mm-hmm. time you have left, especially once you make it over a certain age. So that for me is the big thing is, will I yeah. get everything done that I aspire to within the time that I have left? Um,
2: I, I'm with you on that, Mar, 1,000%. But in addition to that, the scariest thing of death for me is that I think it's the end. Like... You know, I don't really necessarily believe in an afterlife. I don't know Mm. where I stand on that concept. You know, I'm not highly religious. Mm. I was born very like with a lot of, you know, more cultural kind of beliefs as opposed to religious Mm -hmm. beliefs. Um, I am super undecided about what comes after. And one of the biggest things for me, and it was one of the things that we practiced a lot. Um, in this coaching circle that I'm in that I told you about wholehearted coaching and, and um, the Alchemy Collective, which is like a group uh, mm-hmm. coaching kind of thing that I do monthly, is that we, we we were given like these this notion that we have a year to live. What would you do? What would you not do? Now you have six mm-hmm. months to live. What would you do? What would you not do? Now you have a month mm-hmm. to live. What would you do? And the th- as I got closer to the thought, and by the way, I was in tears, in tears, mm. trying to write these things down. I kept thinking about how much I would m- miss my kids, but more so how much my kids would miss me because mm. I know, Mar, you understand, like yeah. my my losing my mom and it was a much older age than you it has left such a void in my life. And I don't ever want my kids to feel that pain. And especially mm. not knowing what's on the other side, I almost don't have the comfort of and security of knowing that I'm still there for them, and that scares me the most about them. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's really, that's I, I, really I, deep. And, yeah, Mine wow. is superficial and stupid. Besides, I want to know what people are going to say about me. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> lighten up actually to be fair to the <laughs> listeners this is my way of dealing with the anxiety of the question being asked because it affects me that deeply that I I, I actually feel <laughs> hot and nervous because I don't like talking about it so much but yeah I you know I'm all about that concept giving people flowers while they're alive they're here, right? and I keep thinking about like if I know I get diagnosed with a disease and I'm gonna die I, I think I might have a live funeral. I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm playing no. with the idea. I'm, I'm playing not mad with the at idea. That.
2: Why not? Why not experience the love and the admiration and the flowers, like you said, while you're right here?
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about it a bit. So uh, I, I want to go it,
0: out like a uh, like a traditional uh, funeral in New Orleans. I, real, love real, yeah. on the like I love that. I love it. Yeah. Don't feel sorry for me. Be happy. Mar is okay. She's good. Just live your life be happy live it to the best of your ability while you have it left you know
2: mm, exactly and, and
0: shake shake the coffin around a little bit too because I, I like to do a little <laughs> dancing you Look at this shimmying. even when i'm asleep
1: <laughs> you got i can't deal with you too the other thing is i would be god forbid but i would be mad if i died because i'd be like should i just got married
0: Can can I live? Can I live? (laughs) Can I live? Am I dead?
2: Can I live? It took me a long time. When are you dying? You're making
0: it sound (laughs) like you're about to leave this earth in like two days or something. (laughs) I was mad.
1: I was like, that's one of the anxieties. Be like, shit, I didn't even get to enjoy the married life. Like, can I I live? So uh, that's, but let's move on to something lighter, lighter, please.
2: Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. So (laughs) this question, sometimes these questions make me laugh. How do you think? <laughs> Just read it. How god you... damn it. <laughs> the the fuck? what Where is how it? How do you How do you think your exes would describe you?
0: Oh, oh shit. shit.
1: <laughs> I told you. Oh. <sighs> oh my god. Oh my god, that shit. I is don't know. Funny. Come I on. don't know.
2: Come Yo, it on. depends on the ex. How about that? It depends on the ex. Yeah.
1: Okay, so give us a word. <laughs> okay, your most recent ex. How do you think they would describe you?
2: My most recent ex is is like head over heels in love with me. So he's a oh he's he
1: an, would just describe me as an outlier.
2: Like... It's a different. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but any ex before that? No, that's not true. I have an ex who listens to the show, and I think he would speak highly of me. So there's that. But um, I want to say it really depends on how he, how he broke up. But I, I think, I, I think everybody else would just, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be feeling me too much. Mm. I don't know <laughs> if there's a word because I think each experience has a, you know, like one is probably, you know, lying, evil bitch. The other one is probably like, you know, Jeez. fucking controlling ho, you know, like, I don't know shit i don't know no, i don't talk that's so <laughs> funny i told
1: you it's a fluster it has three exclamation marks. Man.
0: that's a really oh, tough question though seriously
1: i didn't ask it i flustered it. any
0: any of my exes between 1995 and 2000 will probably say i'm crazy they might be right yeah okay that's how i was at that time i am not that way now i went to therapy i am good now i'm a totally healed person you
1: don't have to sell it to nobody we are all works in progress
0: outside of that era yeah i think they could speak highly of me i don't know i
1: i don't know i think my exes would say um you know, okay. My most recent ex, my most recent ex would be like, she's a bitch. <laughs> she's a what? bitch because, yeah, you know why? Because not the ex. Wait, this about is Bumble, Mr. Bumble,
0: Bumble ex.
1: Yeah, he would say she's a bitch. Separated Bumble. Exactly. He would say well, she's a bitch. He can go take
0: a fucking seat. That's what yeah. I think about that situation. Have several of them, sir. Several. He would
1: say I'm a bitch because, um. Yeah because I was never dating exclusively and I told him that and I was like I'm and then still. then I met my husband and got married so you bitter mm. like that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. My ex before that would say I'm too available.
2: <laughs> what does that even You're too yeah. available.
1: Yeah, I, my my yeah, my long-term ex would probably say she's too available. Yeah.
2: oh this he's got he takes issues with your polyamorous relationships uh
1: no he takes issues with just being a boyfriend
2: (laughs) yeah he had a him thing it's exactly Mm -hmm. right now
1: this question has one exclamation but i had i saw the question and there's first thing that came to my mind so i hope you enjoy this question what's something that you've learned to love
0: what's something that i've learned to love Brussels sprouts. I love
1: Brussels sprouts. Oh my god, they're so yummy.
0: <laughs>
2: Brussels
0: sprouts.
1: Mine it's is true. Great. I
0: hated them as a child. I have learned to love. I them.
1: like them a lot, actually.
0: <laughs> I have learned to love my body as I grow older. There you go. Y'all
1: are keeping it diplomatic.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I'm for real. Like I, 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 I didn't really care about my body before. It was there. But now I really love my body. Well, I've always loved your body, more. I've always loved your body mm-hmm. too. But I had a feeling, I had yes. a
2: feeling. Oh no. no, I was pretty vocal about loving your body. <laughs> well. But I'm
1: glad that both of you are going this way because what I the first thing that came to my head. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm about to say that. I was it's like sucking dick, sucking dick. Sorry. Sucking
2: See, dick. See? Um, I knew it happened. I, I was beard. like, because I
1: was like, when I first first had to do a bull jump, I was like. I don't like this shit. Like, And you know why? Because it was a fucking power dynamic.
0: <laughs> oh it's a power gosh. dynamic.
1: It's the power dynamic. But when I realized that I could wield the power yeah. in this situation, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. I could learn to like this.
2: See, but- I can't say that was something I grew to love. It's been pretty awesome from day one. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fluster. Uh yeah. yeah okay. So
0: yeah. Next question. Body. <laughs> you gotta love our messy. No, tree. the best part
2: is that this this whole the answer span from dick to Brussels sprouts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, okay, it may be our last question, but I, okay. I will have another one. Okay. What did your what did your 13-year-old self think? you'd be doing at the age you are now
0: 13 year old self I thought I'd be a
2: veterinarian
1: oh wow really Well, okay that doesn't surprise me actually but what happened what detoured you
2: I couldn't stand seeing sick animals
1: oh so it detoured you
2: yeah, it started with me, like, thinking, great, I want to be around animals for the rest of my life. And then one trip to the vet, and I was like, damn, what the
0: fuck? I don't want to do this. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, 13 years old, I would say I had two uh, things that were floating around in my mind. One was to be a choreographer, mm. inspired by all the Janet Jackson videos that I saw. <laughs> And um was it a fashion designer? I would say fashion oh, like maybe a okay. little bit later. No, I'd say more the choreography. Dancing cool. has always been a thing for me. Okay. That's amazing.
1: Um oh, I always wanted to be a teacher. Uh I was yeah uh, yeah, you always told us. Always, yeah. You were I lined up dolls, yeah. Lined up dolls, bossed them around, took my preemie brother, bossed him around. <laughs> it was. I had cabbage patch kids. I used to put them in a classroom setting and stick my two pound brother in there as well, and just wow. you, teach them. Did
0: you have real cabbage patch kids?
1: I had several. I had the twins. I had the black one. I had several. I am. Ha- I still have them. My mom has held on to them in the hopes that I was having a, a magical daughter from the stork. <laughs> but uh, so my mom yeah. bought
0: me a fake one once for Christmas. It looked That's okay, ex- almost exactly alike. But then I knew it was fake. Because all the stuffing came out of its neck and it wow. died. Uh,
1: that was just a jugular issue. Yeah. Don't shame the cabbage. I had patch one kid too. Like that. Mine was a
2: phony cabbage patch. Mine was called Elsa. I had one. Her name was Elsa.
1: Not like Frozen Elsa, right? No,
2: she she had brown she had brown hair. She had and brown hair. Eyes. She had hair. She had brown. Uh, hair.
0: See, I had the baby. I didn't. Mine didn't have hair. <laughs> just jugular
1: problems. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Last we got question. One more question. Time. For yes. One more one, question. more, one more to wrap up this edition of Fluster. And it's a good one. What is the most significant difference between the person you are now and the person you were five years ago? Mm. So that would, I don't know, five years is different. Five, for five years ago. Wow. Five years ago.
2: I um, feel like I am a lot more at peace today than I was mm. five years ago and that I am way more, I want to say in control, but less controlling. So in a sense that I feel like I used to really get flustered. Well, you mm. like what I did there? Um, <laughs> when, you know, around life events or whatever, and i it was very easy to to shift my energy for anybody and anything. And I feel like today I, I have much more control of my emotions and, Mm. um, and of my feelings of my state of my energy. Um, I have a much better understanding of how that's mine. It's Mm -hmm. all mine. And, and I am the one to control that.
1: Master of one's destiny.
2: That's
0: that's where I'm at. Cool.
1: Mar-mar. Um,
0: I would say the difference between now and five years ago. Mm-hmm. Self-love. I already said it. I mm. love my body <laughs> more than I did before. Uh, And just uh, accepting people as they are. I'm still working on it, but I'm really getting better at that. Like I really, really am. Before it was always like, yeah, you're a dick. We should try to change that. <laughs> now it's like, work on, let's work on that. You're a dick, but that's on you, not me. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. So five years ago, I was 39, going into 40. Oh, uh, yeah. I little, was youth. In Nor- little youth. I was in New Orleans actually for my 40th. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, I I think I've, you know, it's interesting. I think uh, maybe a little bit of self-love and confidence, like almost like a coming out. Uh, again, I lost a lot of weight. It's actually going to be four to five years now. And I think shedding not only the pounds, shedded a lot of, um, impossibilities. It's it's interesting for me. Like I feel I'm a lot more, like I was always a bit bold despite the weight or in spite of, but now I'm even more kind of like in your face, like, yeah, I'm going to do this like, I don't care. I'm going to do this. Like I ziplined across Brighton beach. Was I scared? Did I scream the whole time? Yeah. But I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. Uh Right. It's so a lot more, um, giving into my adventurous side, planned adventurous side, Mm -hmm. but,
0: uh, that's a really common feeling i find um when you go through dramatic weight loss like i felt the same thing too um oddly enough it was sort of timed right around before i turned uh, 40 as well where i had like mm. dropped about i think it was like a total of 50 pounds or so uh-huh. that mm. i that had been gained like throughout my early 30s and then i i just worked on dropping a lot of it and the thing is what happens is when you lose so much weight you feel like You met somebody new. Yeah, you don't even feel like you get your old self back. You're like in a whole other different form. It's not Uh just a physical loss, but it's also a spiritual and um, uh, an emotional and psychological change as well, right?
1: And in some ways it's like, I also think that the the weight is like a Linus blanket, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. a friend, it's comfortable, you know it, you understand it, but it's not always a good friend.
0: But in your case, what it's done is it's opened you up to being bolder and accepting more possibilities in your life, right? It's just, it's helped you. Like you mentioned in a previous episode, you felt like you're a late bloomer on like the style and fashion. Yeah, I'm still a late
1: bloomer on that. Yeah,
0: I I feel you on that. I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah.
1: So it's, but you know, the funny thing is, I had this conversation with my 39 year old self Mm -hmm. saying, yo, we ain't taking this shit into 40. I, I distinctly remember having this conversation with myself <laughs> saying, yo, you ain't dragging him into 40. I remember and I knew the relationship was over because I was like, you know, the worst thing that that happens in a woman is when they make their mind up. You know, it's a wrap. Uh-huh. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. And I, I knew I knew. So, yeah. But, you know, I still had good times in my 39. So I can't lie.
2: In the okay. words of our our great predator, um single
1: <laughs> Oh no! Wait, do spell that out?
2: Oh god!
1: Okay, now who's trying to get us canceled? Oh this my god! This is why
0: you, my sis. <laughs>
1: I'm right here, baby. Oh I'm right no! Here. <laughs> oh no! Well, listeners, this was our episode of Fluster. I'm I'm ending it because these <laughs> these two are scaring me. Uh, no, seriously though, check out the games. I think the games are a great conversation starter. I think they're they allow you to get to know each other on a deeper level. There's couples editions. There's family editions, and you know, there's something about storytelling that's so primitive in us like you know people want to know we want to so- inf- hear that information so mm. check out the game fluster if you have any game recommendations for me please let me know uh i'm trying to see listeners if we can play a version of cards against humanity on the show because cards against humanity will really love bring out that some game shit. but
0: it's kind of hard to play remotely it really is yeah tough,
1: we'll so. figure it out we'll figure it out yeah.
0: but that's a wrap for us that's a wrap
1: I love you, ladies.
0: Love you both. Episode 25, y'all. Thanks again. Until next week, be well. Peace. Peace.